BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. See new things. Try new things. Go back centuries while living in the moment. Forge new paths while discovering old ones. Pedal, paddle, and paint while trekking, tasting, and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of yourself. Immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind, your heart, and your body on a river cruise exclusively from Avalon Waterways. Save with limited time offers at avalonwaterways.com. Avalon is cruising. Elevated. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. KFI AM640. You're listening to The John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeart Radio app. Doug McIntyre in for John and Ken on Tuesday. It becomes the John Cobalt Show. I'll be here on Monday as well. And uh, we're sailing along till four o'clock. We've got a lot to talk about. By the way, in the three o'clock hour, we're going to talk to a woman who teaches a class in Taylor Swift. So uh, you could get a degree in Swifty, uh, apparently. Uh, so we'll get into that. Uh, and we're also on Otani Watch. And David Vasse will join us because, of course, everybody is uh, trying to figure out where's Otani going to land. Uh, he's the Taylor Swift of baseball, actually. And uh, the Dodgers are clearly uh, one of the teams in major consideration. But uh, the word is bubbling to the surface that he's going to make the announcement or his team will make the announcement today. So uh, we're on Otani watch as well. Uh, President Biden is in town. That means traffic is through the roof. And, of course, whenever any president comes to L.A. and snarls traffic, that means they lose 10,000 votes. Uh, it doesn't matter what party you're in. If you come to Los Angeles and you mess with our traffic, or what your cause is, by the way, if you're a protester, you mess with our traffic and you're in trouble. Uh, speaking of trouble, uh, yesterday, uh, Hunter Biden, the president's son, was hit with a whole slew of additional charges uh, related to his, uh, his taxes. And this could actually, if found guilty, could send him, depending on... How the uh, jury and the judge finds could send him to prison for a long time. Let's talk about this with ABC News. Stephen Portnoy. Stephen, how are you? Hey, good afternoon to you. So what are the additional charges? Now, this case has been, of course, everything is political now. But originally, it was a lot of people on the right. There was a plea deal, and people were arguing that on the right that it was a tap on the wrist. And then the deal fell apart, and now all these additional charges have been filed. That's right. This is the natural consequence of the dismantling, the disintegration in real time 
of that plea agreement that uh, Hunter Biden nearly reached with prosecutors last summer. It was in a Wilmington, Delaware courtroom where Hunter Biden was prepared to plead guilty to two tax-related misdemeanors. And in exchange, there was going to be a diversion agreement with the prosecution where they were going to uh, essentially set aside a felony gun charge related to Hunter Biden's purchase of a handgun at a time he was an admitted drug user, which is against the law. And it was all going to be dispensed with at that time. But when the judge started asking critical questions that neither side was prepared to answer about the scope of the immunity that prosecutors were ready to grant and exactly what Hunter Biden was getting into and exactly what the responsibility of the court was to oversee uh, the, the compliance with the agreement, things started to fall apart. And as a result of it falling apart and the lack of a, an agreement between the sides, the prosecution said, all right, we're going to go to trial. We're going to go to trial in Delaware on the gun charge, and we're going to go to trial in California on the tax charge. And that's what happened late yesterday. The grand jury handed up its nine-count indictment, adding additional misdemeanors and felony counts. But what was really eye-opening wasn't a surprise that the tax charges are being brought, because we were expecting that. What was really eye-popping was the fact that this indictment was dripping with salacious details of drug-fueled debauchery of spending on lavish stays at some of Southern California's most expensive hotels, spending on exotic dancers, pornography, membership to an L.A. sex club, all of which, according to the indictment, prosecutors say Hunter Biden later had his accountants deduct as legitimate business expenses. So he's charged with felony tax evasion, felony uh, filing of a false tax return, and misdemeanors for failing to pay. He has paid $1.4 million, according to his attorney. His attorney also argues that these charges would never be brought if his client's last name were not Biden. Now, let's but pick it up. Of this, oh, sorry, uh, yep. Stephen. Uh, what I wanted to pick up, we're talking about Stephen Portnoy, ABC News national correspondent. And uh, one of the fascinating things about this, in the light of whistleblowers who have come forward from the IRS uh, saying that, uh, they were told, hands off, don't touch this case. Uh, all of this is sort of blown up from the missing laptop that showed up and then became a news story that was squashed, largely squashed. The New York Post first got it. And it, it, he apparently he brought in a laptop to a repair place and never came back for it. The hard drive was given to Rudy Giuliani and we were off to the races. But what's fascinating about this is that the, they're talking about he's being charged with failure to pay taxes on income but critics are saying what about where the income came from that the real problem here is not that a drug addict behaved badly while on drugs and financially rest recklessly but there's this mysterious friend of his who loaned lots of money to pay the back taxes and what was that about and bought some of his artwork that that he painted and then the other the big issue is about the china deals and Burisma, and how did he get the money, and was he acting as an unregistered foreign lobbyist? That last thing you just said may be something that prosecutors could sink their teeth into, and the reason I say that is because when the plea agreement was falling apart, one of the reasons it did, I believe, is that Judge Mary Ellen Norica asked whether prosecutors might be pursuing in their ongoing investigation Charges under the Foreign Agents Registration Act, or FARA. And the prosecution, without elaborating, said simply, yes. That is something 
that could be pursued. In their news release yesterday, the special counsel's team said their investigation is ongoing. So the suggestion uh, you could read into that is that perhaps more charges might be coming. Next week, the House is going to vote to authorize, we expect along party lines, the ongoing impeachment inquiry into the president. The White House insists that it's a political stunt, that there's no evidence, and they won't be able to find any, that the president benefited in any way from his son and brother's business dealings. But Republicans are insistent upon looking a little deeper. And by passing this resolution authorizing the impeachment inquiry, the House Republicans will be able to go into federal court and say the House is at the apex of its investigative power. Because right now it's the constitutional question that's at play, but whether the House should act to impeach the president of the United States and force a trial in the Senate. And before it can reach that decision, it has to do this investigation. And if there's an attempt on the part of the White House to prevent some of the evidence or testimony from being given, well, the courts, the House will argue, should weigh in the House's, on the House's behalf. All right. Well, Stephen, well, obviously this is a story that's not going away, so we'll be uh, talking more about it. Thanks for being with us, Stephen Portnoy from uh, ABC News. Appreciate it. Now, I followed this story very closely from the very beginning, from when it was first reported in the New York Post before uh, the 2020 election. And, a lot, of course, immediately there was uh, just a flood of debunking of the laptop connection and the data that was on the laptop and what people latched on to were the lurid photos of Hunter Biden nude with women and with guns and drugs and blah, 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 blah. But what's always intrigued me is the email chain between Hunter Biden and some of his business partners, including this guy Bobolinsky, who referred to President Biden, who was then vice president through most of this, as the big guy. And it, it's certainly implied that there was a quid pro quo for buying access. Now, I, I'm not an investigator. Uh, I just know that in this age of corruption and cynicism about everything, uh, that if, if any of these stories had been related to Donald Trump Jr. or to Eric Trump, uh, the media would have been all over it. They'd be all over it like, you know, uh, a wolf on a pork chop. Uh, and this story has been shoved to the back burner and it won't go away and it shouldn't go away. The American public needs to know whether or not while all of these charges against Trump have come forth and trials are going forward and very serious ones, especially Georgia and the uh, January 6th trials in Washington, really hugely significant, epical. But we we need to know whether or not the current president was selling access to his uh, Rolodex, to his office, whether his through his son. Now, I'll give you an example of how this went. Uh, back in the days, and this is going way back, but when uh, Bill Clinton was governor of Arkansas, I think the governor of Arkansas at the time made $32,500 a year. It wasn't, they weren't getting rich with him as governor of Arkansas. Meanwhile, Mrs. Clinton, Hillary Clinton, was at the Rose Law Firm. And basically their deal was he's going to get the political power and she was going to get the money. All right. A lot of people do that. Some people, uh, some couples, somebody's a social worker and somebody else is a venture capitalist. And one's working for the good of the public and the other one is working for the good of the family fortune. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing illegal about that. But there is something illegal about it if you are uh, selling access uh, to the government, uh, to that, that you can, uh, as a quid pro quo, in exchange for this money, you pick up the phone 
and make some phone calls and say, I want this done, or I want you to meet with this person who ordinarily would never get in to see the power brokers on Capitol Hill, et cetera, or wherever you want. I mean, look, this is what's been going on at L.A. City Hall. It's a whole pay-to-play scandal on a smaller scale, or who knows? But before we go into yet another election, uh, I think it is fair that we have an actual accounting. And I don't think that the Democrats do us any favors by trying to stonewall these investigations. If there's nothing to hide, then you got nothing to fear. It's the same thing. You can't turn around. It's like the Trump people have dragged their feet, kicking and screaming, trying to stop all these investigations. And the American public needs to know what was going on on January 6th and in the aftermath. Was the president of the United States trying to subvert the election in Atlanta? And the Electric College vote. I mean, I don't know why everybody doesn't care about this. This isn't a partisan issue. It's a it's an integrity of the electoral process issue. And, uh, you know, you know, remember back Richard Nixon before Nixon ran into his buzzsaw of problems. Uh, I've always thought that somebody knew where that was going because they got rid of Spiro Agnew first. Spiro Agnew was the vice president of the United States, and he was a crook. He was taking envelopes with $10,000 in cash when he was the governor of Maryland. And, uh, you know, that story blew up, and they ushered him to the door uh, before uh, Watergate took down Richard Nixon because I think folks in the know said, we can't have Nixon resign, and then the next guy who becomes vice president now becomes president, and he's a crook too? You know, we got to do some house cleaning. So, you know, by, I, I, I'm at the point where everybody should be investigated. I, it's not asking too much that the person that we entrust with the greatest honor the American people have in their power to give to a human being, the presidency of the United States, not be criminals. All right? It's not asking too much. And if there's nothing to hide, then go forward and answer the questions and open up all the financial records and let's be done with it. All right. Meanwhile, we'll talk about the other side of public service, which is it is a very risky profession, not just because you're going to have people like me mouthing off on the radio about you, but because people threaten to kill you. It's an epidemic right now. We'll get into that in just a bit. We're on Otani Watch. Where's it going to land? Uh, rumor Mill says he may announce today. So we'll talk with David Vasse about that. Coming up in just a bit, Alex Michelson. Uh, is following Gavin Newsom around from a respectful distance, I presume. But we'll find out what the governor's been up to and, and into this budget story, etc. cetera. Uh, meanwhile, this story, uh, CNN, and you can read it on the website at CNN.com. It's a big investigative report on the explosive rise of threats against public officials, both elected and bureaucrats, etc. At all levels of government, by the way, and across party line. In fact, an analysis uh, showed that uh, it was pretty evenly split from the Trump administration into the first couple years of the Biden administration on, uh, you know, conservatives and uh, Republicans and Democrats uh, being threatened. Trump and Biden eras, Republicans and Democrats were targeted almost evenly, 82 threats leveled at named Republican officials and 80 threats against named Democrats. Uh, so uh, it basically, as you know, in the age of anonymity, uh, online anonymity in particular. Anybody who is in public life, this happens with celebrities and doxing and these uh, these fake, uh, you know, uh, the, they, some people prank by calling in the cops and say there's an armed intruder in a house of some celebrity. And the next thing you know, there's a bunch of SWAT people going into someone's house. Very th scary situation. Well, we saw it with Nancy Pelosi's uh, Husband being attacked in San Francisco. 
the level of attacks and the threats of attacks is really intimidating. Here's a sound. Here's a little audio. These are actual phone messages that were left. Uh, the first one I'm going to play for you is uh, Clint Hickman, who's on the Board of Supervisors in Maricopa County, Arizona. So it just shows you that that it doesn't have to be the president, doesn't have to be the secretary of state or somebody prominent like that. It could be somebody in a relatively minor position. What f***ing liar, you CCP piece of pile of you f***ing great reset corrupt politician. Uh, Matt Gates, the infamous Matt Gates, who helped topple and not didn't help, he led the charge that ended up in uh, the Speaker of the House of Representatives uh, resigning. Uh, this is this is a message that was left on his answering machine. Oh, Mr. Hickman, you're gonna die, you piece of. Shit. We're gonna hang you. Oh, sorry, that's the second one on Clint Hickman. But let's go to the Ed. Play the Matt Gates to the third one. Tell Matt Gates to watch his back. Tell him to watch his children. He's gonna die. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury, with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from The Bobby Bone Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car, like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive. You can count on your new Camry to get you anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. 
Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. So, uh, you know, that's scary enough when you're a member of uh, the United States House of Representatives. Uh, but like I said, this is going to election boards. This is going to school boards. This is going to, I don't know, for all I know, the Visiting Nurses Association. Uh, we're living in an age where it's very easy to pick up a phone or send an email through some kind of laundered URL uh, and just hide your uh, hide your trail and and make these threats. And the bigger issue about it, besides the scary nature of it, the personal uh, terror that this implies, is it discourages people from getting involved in the system at all. And it's a real mobocracy. It really is. We're, we're living in an age where we're having a sort of a low-grade crystal knock take place, literally uh, targeting Jewish businesses in the wake of the Israeli uh, attack, the attack on Israel and the resulting war in Gaza. But the rise of anti-Semitism, all the isms, and the, the incredible political rancor, somehow people feel empowered to pick up the phone and make these horrific threats uh, against people that they're mad at for whatever reason. And then folks have to go to work every day or you have to go to work on the staff. And some of them are followed through. We letters showing up with fentanyl in them. And fentanyl could be enormously deadly. We saw ricin attacks. We saw anthrax attacks. We saw packages sent to people that are really scary. Uh, and sometimes lethal. So, you know, while obviously uh, in talk radio, we like to uh, point the finger at politicians who are behaving badly in terms of policy that we perceive uh, as bad for the community or bad for the country. Uh, that isn't, uh, well, unfortunately for people who aren't psychologically healthy, they take it as a red flag to threaten the lives of people. And it's really... Uh, a, a danger, I mean, unbelievably dangerous, because what happens is it is a mobocracy. It's 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 like a, a, a mob that's coming after people and people then folks say, I'm not running for office. I don't want to serve on a school board. I don't want to be involved in my community at even these low levels, neighborhood councils and things like that, which is just volunteer positions where people have stepped forward to try to solve problems in the community. And maybe they have a strong ideological bent one way or the other. But when you have people threatening to kill you as a result or to kill your family members or vandalize your home or take it to your house, well, then people say, I'm not going to be bothered. Well, then who does it? Who's going to do this work? Uh, it's a real uh, dangerous threat, and it's got to be taken very seriously. Anyway, you can read it on CNN.com. It's very interesting, and it's surprisingly bipartisan in terms of the level of threats that are coming out uh, are, are across the political spectrum. Uh, on Saturday, tomorrow, I'm going to be at David K. Books in Woodland Hills, signing my novel, Frank Shadow. David K. Books is right on Ventura Boulevard between Shoop and uh, Fallbrook between noon and 2 p.m. So if you're out and about, come on by and say hello. I'd love to see you. McIntyre in for John and Ken on Tuesday. This is the John Cobalt Show. So I'll be back on Monday uh, from uh, 1 to 4 as well. And hopefully you will join us at that time. 
And uh, we're going to have an interesting conversation with an author named Max Marshall, who's written a book called Among the Bros, A Fraternity Murder, because we love murder. Anyway, we'll get into all of that. Uh, right now, uh, as you know, uh, Gavin Newsom certainly made uh, national news with his debate against uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. And he's also made some news locally because shortly, 18 hours after talking about how great the California economy is, the legislative analyst office came out and said, ah, not so fast. Uh, to talk to us about it because he's been with the governor today. It's a pleasure back to this show from Fox 11, Alex Michelson. Alex, how are you? I'm great, Doug. Big fan of you and uh, excited to talk to you. Well, we're happy to have you, and God knows I could use all the fans I can get. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, what was the governor uh, up to today? Well, I mean, the real reason that he's here in Southern California is to welcome President Biden to town. Uh, he's going to be greeting him uh, at the tarmac at 445 and then going to the big fundraiser later. But while in town, um, he spent some time focused on Proposition 1, uh, which is his big effort to uh, try to expand mental health services, to build 11,000 new mental health beds, uh, to kind of change the way the funding is done on mental health. Um, it's going to be sort of the biggest um, push of anything he's going to do on the ballot in March. Um, a new poll this week showed about two-thirds of Californians support the idea. But you'll be seeing months about Proposition 1. Uh, has, he, did he, has he said anything or responded at all to the, uh, to the new uh, budget gap that has arrived? It's not even a budget gap. It's a budget chasm. It's billions and yeah. billions of dollars so I, I, in the red. So I just I just interviewed him literally ten minutes ago um, at a uh, uh, at a rehabilitation center in in Venice called Phoenix House that is uh, helping people when it comes to Proposition One. And I asked him about the budget. Um, he said that it's not going to be as bad as people think. Uh, that the numbers aren't as bad as reported. That there are clearly going to be budget challenges. Um, but he said, do not expect what we saw you know, during the Brown and Schwarzenegger years, because we have a lot more reserves, like $25, $30 billion in reserves. Um, and he's been doing a lot of one-time spending deals, uh, knowing that this was coming. He said he vetoed $22 billion in spending last year to try to, you know, anticipate some of this is happening. So it was interesting that his message on that would really kind of tamp down that story that it's not as bad as people think. Uh, we're talking with Alex Michelson uh, from Fox 11. So uh, Newsom, obviously, he's been he's been running this sort of shadow campaign for president, which has really been I, I don't remember ever seeing anything quite like this, because at the same time, he's saying, oh, no, I'm on. I am like the biggest cheerleader of Joe Biden. I am on Team Biden all the way. And he's going to be the next president of the United States in 2024 and beyond. And yet. He's been doing things like the debate with Ron DeSantis, uh, which seemed to be making himself the preeminent inheritor to the nomination should things change on the Democratic side. Uh, that's certainly the way most people would look at it. <laughs> but, I mean, it's, it's hard not to. Says, yeah, I mean, he would say that he was being helpful as a surrogate for the Biden-Harris team to go on Fox News, a network where there aren't a lot of high-profile Democrats speaking, and to try to speak to some people maybe in the middle and expose them to different ideas, to defend them whenever he can, um, and that he's trying to be helpful to the party. 
I mean, the Biden-Harris team actually sent him to the Republican debate in Simi Valley as their official surrogate, and the president will be greeting him in California. He'll be the first person he greets. So, you know, they're trying to show that there's no daylight there, but I don't know if it's helpful for the Biden campaign to have a much younger, um, more vibrant person on the stage debating a presidential candidate uh, when Joe Biden is not doing a lot of press conferences, not doing a lot of interviews, and um, you know, he isn't debating anybody running against him in the Democratic Party. Well, I certainly can't imagine that uh, Vice President Harris, Kamala Harris, is happy about uh, about any of this because it's almost like he's he's nudging her to the side. Uh, but above and beyond that, that to me, in that uh, DeSantis uh, Gavin Newsom uh, show, the the big takeaway line was when Newsom, in uh, in a response to Snark from DeSantis, said, "Look, uh, here's one thing I can say: neither one of us are going to be the nominee for the party in 2024." Uh, which was a way of, it's a nice shot against DeSantis, and again, distancing, saying, I'm not running. But meanwhile, why in the world is he there? I mean, Joe Biden's not running against Ron DeSantis either. I mean, it's it was just a and of very... Course, Newsom, Newsom just made the point, because uh, I kind of asked him that, and he said, well, why is Ron DeSantis there? It's weird that, you know, I'm not running for president. What is he doing wasting his time debating me? when he's running for president. So, I mean, look, at, at the end of the day, both Newsom and DeSantis clearly uh, enjoy and need national attention yeah. uh, and are looking for that. And so both of them got an opportunity to talk to their bases. Both of them got an opportunity to manufacture social media videos that they could post uh, to people that like them and that get them in front of other eyeballs and help them raise money and help people talk about them. Because part of the challenge for Newsom and DeSantis and frankly, an entire next generation of politicians is the last generation is clinging on power. I mean, you got a guy in his 80s and a guy almost in his 80s that are still there in a regular uh, cycle of life. You know, those people would have retired already and they would have their opportunity to to lead. And oh, right no, now, the field is basically frozen. No, it's it, uh, the leadership of this country, of both parties, looks like um, a fire at the wax museum. I mean, it's just it's just not pretty. Uh, we're talking about Alex Michelson from Fox 11. Alex, where is the president doing this fundraiser that he's flown in for? Or he's flying in for. Uh, it's in Santa Monica. Uh, it's at the home of uh, the former ambassador to Spain and his husband, who's an interior designer who had worked on interior designing the White House um, and some of the. Uh, co-hosts for the evening include Steven Spielberg and Shonda Rhimes and Rick Caruso, who also is uh, putting up big money to, to showcase his support for the Democratic Party and, and Joe Biden. I should have done that a few months ago. Maybe he'd be mayor. Uh, anyway, uh, you know, here, listen, you're, you're hanging around with the right people. I'm not. I mean, Sharon Bellio won't even talk to me. So, you know, but when you're talking to the governor, you'll see the president, whatever. I want you to pass along this unsolicited idea that I think could be a game changer for this president and all presidents who come to Los Angeles far into the future to do fundraisers. Because when they come here, uh, everybody hates them, even people who vote for them, because they mess up traffic. So here's my modest proposal. We have that empty theme restaurant at LAX, that big round thing that looks like a spaceship in the middle of the ah, horseshoe. Okay, yeah. that should be the designated cash grab drop-off point for all politicians who come to LA. <laughs> they fly into LAX, they take a shuttle to the restaurant, they pick up the checks, yep. and they go right back to Air Force One and get out of town, and nobody 
is inconvenienced. That's brilliant. But you just fixed it. You solved it. Look I, at you. That's what I'm here for. Uh, yeah. I'm a problem solver. Although, although a little bit of good news uh, for the president tonight and everybody, because the story that everybody actually cares about is traffic and how is it going to affect my commute. Um, he is going to be helicoptering from LAX to Santa Monica. So I don't anticipate closures of the 405 at rush hour later today. Fine. Um, it is... should be minimal closures oh, uh, and, and the... sort of rolling closures in Santa Monica. Yeah, yeah, my luck. The one day I'm taking a helicopter home and he has to take a helicopter. <laughs> All right, Alex, thanks so much for being with us. Appreciate it. Uh, Alex Michelson, much. okay, uh, from Fox 11. Uh, we, at the next hour... If you think Taylor Swift is big, and she is big, uh, her Eras Tour broke the billion-dollar barrier, and they expect it will crack the $2 billion barrier before she's done. And this isn't even counting the movie that made a fortune. She's also a class uh, at UC Berkeley. You can take a class in, in Taylor Swift. We're going to talk with the teacher who teaches the artistry and entrepreneurship, Taylor's version, uh, at the next hour. So you don't want to miss that. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Coming up at the top of the next hour, we're going to talk about majoring in uh, Taylor Swift, which a lot of you are out there doing, apparently. Uh, so this story, it's not a secret that during the pandemic, of course, we went to remote learning, just the way we went to remote work. And by the way, speaking of the remote work thing, uh, I can't figure out when people go to work anymore. I really can't uh, because the traffic patterns make no sense in this city anymore. It used to be pretty predictable. I play uh, old man softball a couple times a week, three times a week. Sometimes I'm on the 101 freeway and I'm going 75 miles an hour. And then a day later, it's a, the way it used to be, just a complete quagmire. And it just doesn't seem to be any consistent pattern of when people are going to work anymore. But, Doug, what about on Fridays, right? There's nobody. It, it takes me hardly any time to get here. But then when I'm leaving, it's packed every Friday. I'm well, thinking, everybody's going to Vegas and going to Santa Barbara. But they're not. They're <laughs> I don't know where they're going from. No, it's really bizarre. And, 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 you know, it's the same thing with kids. You know, we know that the remote learning phenomenon during COVID has now spilled over. But uh, it. A lot of kids have just never come back to school. Or if they come back to school, they're like they're like people here at KFI. They show up once in a while. <laughs> I mean, this place is a ghost town. We could have a bowling alley in the hallways right? today. There's nobody here. There's I tumbleweeds. Know. I saw tumbleweeds in the break room. Yeah. And that's usually the room where everybody is. Yep. I mean, I had to elbow Ed away from the vending machine to get a Reese's peanut butter cup <laughs> earlier. Sorry about that, by the way. Oh. I, I didn't mean to hit you that hard. But uh, anyway... Here's the deal. 70% of the highest poverty schools experience widespread chronic absenteeism in the 21-22 school year compared to 25% before the pandemic. So that's a huge explosive growth, especially in the uh, poorer communities, the school districts with uh, the highest rates of poverty. But it wasn't just there. Uh, in Ohio, for instance, uh, absenteeism spiked 30% in the 21-22 school year from nearly 17% of students in 2018-2019. By the way, they define chronic absenteeism as missing a, a, at least 10% of uh, school days, so uh, which comes out to about two days a month. In the most affluent schools, widespread chronic absenteeism also increased to 14% of schools, up from 3% before the pandemic. So people are just... They're out of the habit of going to school every day. And, you know, 
there are the American school year, and I know kids hate hearing this, and I would have hated hearing this. I would have said, I would have been, if I was in the car and my father was listening to this show when the host said what I'm about to say, I would have like, you shut up. You shut up, gas bag. But I'm telling you, the American school year is way too short. You look at schools in Korea, in Japan, and all over the world. Kids are in in school much longer for much longer days. They just have more opportunities to learn stuff. And we've got all these mandates that are on top of them. And what? History is squeezed into sixth grade and the sophomore year of high school, and that's it. And so if you, you have the flu, you miss Reconstruction. You know, you can miss really, you have missed one day of school, and that might be the only opportunity you ever have to learn about the Bill of Rights. And I, I wish I was making that up. Uh, but it's really, uh, and we're living with the consequences, by the way. We've been living with the consequences when we stopped teaching civics uh, profoundly. I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why nobody wants to vote. Because would you uh, watch a game that you didn't know the rules? I mean, I watched that. I'm flipping the channels around. You're on channel 800. There's English rules Football, I have no idea what they're doing, or curling. And it's guys on ice throwing a big round thing around with brooms, yelling, Arr! I have no idea what they're doing. So I just keep going by. Uh, well, if you don't understand how the political process works, why would you get involved in it? I mean, you literally have no... And then when you do hear about it, it's all crooks. <laughs> it's just people grabbing cash or stealing something or lying about somebody. So there's real consequences for this. But... You got to be, you know, what's the old cliche that 90% of success is showing up? Uh, well, you know, it's the same thing in school. At least if you show up, there's a chance that something might accidentally stick to the old brain pan. I remember uh, Gene Shepard, who is my my hero in life. Uh, I still want to be Gene Shepard. Most of you know him from A Christmas Story. He wrote the movie, and that's his voice voicing uh, doing all the voiceover in the movie A Christmas Story. And he was a radio guy in New York for many, many years. And a he didn't take calls. He didn't talk politics. He just told stories. He, he really would be a podcaster today, but he was a genius. And I remember him saying, uh, he wrote a short story called Lost at Sea about how uh, everything was alphabetical. He sat alphabetically. So he was in the back with the Zinsmeisters and the Quigleys. He's a, his name was Gene Shepard. So he's in the S's. He's way in the back. And uh, one day, because of uh, an environmental anomaly, some kind of uh, weather pressure in the classroom, he heard a piece of information that managed to float all the way to the back of the classroom. Bolivia exports tin. And he told his father, Bolivia exports tin. And his father was so impressed with this range of knowledge these kids today have that at family gatherings, he said, tell them about Bolivia. And he'd have to get up and stand at Thanksgiving dinner table and say, Bolivia exports 10. The only thing he ever heard in his entire school career. Went to his whole life knowing just that. Well, we're not that far removed from this. Seriously, if you're going to miss all those days of school, the chances of even hearing that Bolivia exports 10 aren't great. All right, we got another hour to go. We're going to talk with the one speaking of school. I bet you nobody, I bet you the absenteeism in the Tw uh, Taylor Swift class is zero. Everybody goes all the time. In fact, you'll probably get $2,500 on StubHub for a seat in the Taylor Swift class. We're going to ask about that. We're going to talk with the uh, professor, Crystal uh, Harianto is her name. She teaches at UC Berkeley a class called Artistry and Entrepreneurship, Taylor's Version. We'll get into that. We're going to check up on with David Vasse, Mr. L.A. Dodgers, of what are the chances the Dodgers get Otani. The rumor is he may announce today. 
Hey, you've been listening to The John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Are the old world, picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences with fewer people and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited time offers today at AvalonWaterways.com. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.